0: This is Blue Zoo Bird, presented by KT, a show dedicated to pet enthusiasts. Here's your host, Frank Reese.
1: Welcome to Blue Zoo Bird, presented by KT. Appreciate everybody joining us. If you do happen to go to SoundCloud and listen to it there, or Spotify, or podcast.com, or even at bluezoobird.com, you will see that you can listen to all past shows. The whole library is up for your listening pleasure, as they say, 24-7. Just click on a show, and it'll come up. It's also on iTunes as well. And the whole library of shows that we've done with Blue Zoo Bird, presented by KT, is available. Our guest, she always follows up with a bang. She is Debbie Goodrich. Hi, Debbie. How you doing?
0: Hi, I'm doing great.
1: Thanks for taking some time. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, thank you for having me.
1: So I'm going to ask you a crazy question. crazy answer who who is chloe
0: chloe is like a poly she's a uh, blue crowned conure and uh she came into my life about now five years ago and she was a member of flight club foundation and we have both bird members and people members so in this case the person she came in with was a very lovely lady by the name of Jenny. So it became known as Jenny and Chloe. And that's kind of how we got introduced. I bet you're wanting to know more about her, huh?
1: Uh, yes, actually yeah. I do.
0: Okay. So Chloe is a very interesting little girl because when she first visited us at flight club, because flight club kind of works together in socializing birds. So she came to flight club to just play, you know, with the birds But we noticed that she really liked to attack everybody. So she would come literally, she's one of those birds that learned that attacking your face was a good plan. And we all know that any bird that attacks your face and regularly flies at your face is not a good plan. And it's extremely dangerous for the bird because the person can, you know, swipe at them and hurt them and all kinds of really bad negative outputs from a bird that has learned to attack people. Um, This bird showed no discretion. She actually bit every single member at Fight Club the day she came in. Oh,
1: jeez. Yeah.
0: And myself included. I had blood on my cheek. Um, wow. She was very vicious in her attacks. So um, I worked with her at the very first session um, at Fight Club just to kind of see if I could start redirecting some of the behavior with her. And um, just within an hour or so, I got her to stop flying at people's faces and at least flying to the top of their head so there was no way. She could, you know, it's basically it's replacement behavior. So that way she can't, it's incompatible behavior. So she can't get your face if she's landing on your head and then getting a treat for that. So the owner saw that she was working with me really quickly. And um, I guess she had been having difficulties at her own home because it was just her and Chloe for a really, really, really long time. And the thing that's really interesting about her and Chloe's relationship with Chloe growing up was uh, they did one of those, what I call organic free-flying, which is a bit dangerous and a bit unusual, but here's what it is. And that is, it's an owner that just doesn't think anything dangerous is going on, that it's just a natural way of being, but you just take a bird outside to fly. That's just what you do. They're a bird, and that's what you do. She didn't understand or learn or know a lot about the risks of free-flight and stuff. And she even subsequently videotaped how Chloe would evade hawks and things as she's running around the lake, around Green Lake. And Chloe, it's almost like Chloe was just dancing around the hawks, like, ha-ha, I can't get me. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like having heart palpitations just thinking about it. Um, But, like, what happens with a lot of organic free flight is that the consistency of the 10 years that she and Chloe would run around that lake together had her to be the most excellent, most uh recall trained most you know evading predators true flying athlete that I've ever seen and I never would ever recommend anyone to ever fly a lone conyer because the way parrots survive in the wild is by flock. I mean they need each other to kind of hey something's coming nearby everybody take off. So the fact that she managed to do this for so long, I'm just supposed of course dumbfounded. And so here she is coming to my house because she's like, well, can you take her in for a while and work with her? Because my sister's moving in and we're starting to have serious problems with my sister. And then I saw the serious problems at Fly Club. So I said, sure, I'll I'll take her in and work with her as a training kind of thing. Um, And and then give her back to her after the training's complete. Because I do that. I have my uh, degree in psychobiology and then my uh, certificate with uh, International avian. International Association of Animal Behavior Consultants um, as a parrot consultant. And so I was like, yeah, I'll take her home. I'll work with her. And as I work with her, she's just so brilliant and so fast and just learn so quickly. She's such a blue crown conure. They really do learn fast. And they didn't, once you start working them, they're like, I want to work faster, faster, faster. of their timing you have to be really on for timing. And she was still having a lot of difficulty coming at the face and so and here's this bird that's a superior flying athlete and twice unfortunately I just I couldn't I tried every redirect possible she's living with a family with my son my husband and she's going after them I'm like no I'm gonna have to go ahead and trim you so I went ahead and trimmed her and from there I had trimmed her I think twice in her whole entire flying career of now 14 years And she still stays a huge, massive athlete at shows now. But what she's learned to do is to not go after people by flying at them. So just by cutting them, people say, oh, you just cut their wings to change their attitude. In this case, I had to do something because she was being so dangerous that it had to be now. It couldn't be something progressive that takes time because it was getting into a dangerous situation again. She started getting back into going after people. So that's why I had to trim her the two times, but you can't just trim them and expect trimming alone to be the solution. You have to continually work them, work them, work them to show them other things. They can do other, this over here to do this over here. You can play with this toy. You can come over here. You can preen my face. You can touch with your tongue over here. This is how you touch with your tongue. This is how you share your time with my son and my husband. It's okay for me to touch my husband while you sit over here on your perch. It's okay for me to touch my son while you sit over here on the perch. So, all those things have to be taught and sharing and stuff. And it took her about a year and a half to learn oh, you mean, okay, I think I got this. So, as long as I hang out with you and I don't go after anybody else, you're not going to put me away. You're not going to say no. You're not going to put me in timeout. I'm going to get what I do want, I'm going to get positive and reinforced. And she kind of, the little click went off, but it took her a year and a half. It was such an embedded behavior of flying at your face that she finally got it. And she's like, oh my gosh. Oh yeah. And now she's so good at it. I can take her to shows and she lands on all these kids. She makes them all laugh and she just eats that stuff up and just as loves it. So <clears throat> in the meantime, I have a Kaiik, um that does all these crazy little prop behaviors in our show And within just watching the kayak do the props, Chloe already knows how to do most of the kayak's work. She's just that fast. So she's an amazing little bird who, you know, some people would actually just get rid of her or put her into a sanctuary because they would think they're just not a bird person. You know, a bird, you know, like a, a bird that can handle people when she turned out to be a great bird that goes to anyone. So I just, I never ever say no. I'm like, I I know there's a way. I know we can figure it out. It's just a matter of how. And we always try to not, for birds that fly, we always try to not clip them because especially as such an athlete like her. Um, But sometimes it's necessary. I use that tool last and it worked. And then, but again, it took all the other tools in addition to it, not just the one thing which was clipping
1: when you when you were working with Chloe did you have a set time frame of when you thought you could you know like if I don't turn this around within a certain period of time maybe it's futile
0: well you know you kind of as the behaviors happen that's a good question as the behavior is happening it kind of feels futile as it's happening you know you feel like I'm just a failure this bird's still attacking I thought I had it licked I thought we had a good progression and then it regresses. And what what we see in behavior as an overall behavior trend when you uh, learn about how behavior works, and that is that they have a, a bell trend and a U trend. So you have like, hey, they got it, but then they kind of don't. So it kind of just sinks away. So we think they got it, but they really don't. And then all of a sudden, it comes back up on the other side. Once it comes back up on the other side, they definitely have it. So it's, it's a very weird thing. It's kind of like, oh, it's gone for a while. I think it's gone for good. No, it's not. It's just kind of, figuring out how it's working within the brains and for that neural net to finally go connect, connect. This is the way it's going to be. And then once that happens, it's more permanent and then reinforceable. So it's kind of cool to see her um, when she's having these difficulties and you do, you just like, and then, you know, she's got this little needle at the end of her beak because that's blue crown conures they have that really fine little point point. And it's literally a piercing. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a new earring. Great. <laughs> um, and you just don't want to react. I mean, because if you react, then that's kind of where she was reinforced a lot was by that reaction. Right. And so she would do it more. Jeez. So I have to really just go, oh, it just doesn't hurt. I don't care. I'm fine. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it's, it's tough. And so the first step to me is like trying to find that replacement behavior that's easy to reinforce to, which was that on top of head behavior or send to another area to land on something else, not a human, just a a perch or a dresser top or TV top or anything besides at a person. So that way she can still fly at something and get that need filled and then get a reward for it. And then in her case, trying to get the reward to her is also a problem. Because you try to give her the reward, she would bite you as she's getting the reward. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> you know, you, like, uh, yeah. you, your, your persistence is amazing. And I've decided that yeah. I'm going to send my kids to you for behavior. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for yeah, My son's your autistic. Address. So it takes a lot of persistence. <laughs> she is Debbie Goodrich. Awesome, awesome story about uh, Chloe. It sounds like the, uh, yeah. the birds come full circle. Great job, by the way. Yeah.
0: And she's a great member of Flight Club, and she really shows people how parrots like to fly, and uh, it's really amazing.
1: So, Don't forget to go to FlightClubFoundation.org. That's FlightClubFoundation.org. Debbie Goodrich, that's her baby. And next time we have Debbie on, she's going to talk a little bit about the Seattle Parrot Expo. Debbie, thank you so much for coming on. Great story on Chloe, and uh, always appreciate your time. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, thank you.
1: This has been Blue Zoo Bird presented by KT. You can always go to KT.com for more and listen to the spot that's coming up too. Thanks for listening. At KT, we know pets are part of the family. We believe in the incredible connection between people and their pets. That's why we are dedicated to providing the highest quality foods, habitats, and accessories to assure your pet's health and happiness. We create products you can trust because like you... We have a passion for pets. For over 150 years, the experts at KT have put their hearts into everything they do, establishing KT early on as an innovator in small animal and pet bird nutrition and care. KT is at the heart of healthy, happy pets.